Hey everybody, welcome back to Wicked Good Sports. We're here with another jam-packed show. As always, we want to bring the goods for you. So we're going to be talking about Carson Wentz and his trade that went through over the weekend. And then the Deshaun Watson possibility of a trade. After that, we're talking a little bit more about New the New England Patriots with my friend Chad. He's going to break down the, well... I guess a little bit of the Cam Newton drama that happened over the weekend, as well as where the Patriots quarterback situation is going moving forward. And then my friend Jack is joining the show, and he's going to tell me about basketball because, well, I just don't know if I can do an entire show about football in the offseason. So he's going to help me expand my horizons and talk a little bit about what's going on in the NBA. You're not going to want to miss it. And it starts uh, right about now. All right. So into our first topic of the episode, Carson Wentz was traded to the Indianapolis Colts in a move that I don't think many people are too surprised by. It was often rumored that he would be, you know, someone that the Indianapolis Colts would go after should Philip Rivers retire. Um, he's reunited with his old offensive coordinator, Frank Reich, the guy who many people have given credit for the, I don't know, the Wentz-assance, the, the Carson-assance. Uh, what happened in 2017 when he really dominated the league and was playing at an MVP level before getting injured, and then Frank Reich also got a lot out of Nick Foles, who, you know, went on to lead the Eagles to the Super Bowl in that same season. So he's reunited with him in Indianapolis. I think it's a really good move for the Colts. Here's what they gave up. So the Eagles traded Carson Wentz in return. They got a 2021 third-round pick and a 2022 conditional second-round pick. The condition is that if Wentz plays 75% of the snaps this season or plays 70% of the snaps and the Colts make the playoffs that second rounder will turn into a first rounder. And I think all things considered a pretty fair trade for both sides. Carson Wentz did not look good last season. Let's not beat around the bush there. It was his worst season as a pro. He regressed in almost every conceivable way. But with that being said, I do think that he didn't have a great supporting cast. The Eagles didn't look that much better under Jalen Hurts. They did get a win against the Saints, but even he struggled after teams were able to study his tape a few times. Carson Wentz, he really put the team on the on his back the year before, bringing them to the playoffs, and of course immediately getting injured in that playoff game. Um, I think if he can get right if his body can get right and his I guess head for lack of a better term can get right he will be potentially a very good addition to a team that is ironically seemingly only a quarterback away from really making a Super Bowl run I say ironically because of course you know they have a very storied history uh, especially recently at the quarterback position with Peyton Manning and then going right from Manning to Andrew Luck. But in that transition, it really seemed like Andrew Luck was kind of moving the team ahead 
not at his own detriment, but certainly he took tons of really brutal hits and that led to a short career for him. But he was leading a team to overachieve in many ways. And it's just unfortunate timing that as soon as the Colts were able to get things right, you know, he Andrew Luck had to retire due to injuries and just being probably mentally burned out uh, of the game. So they tried it with Philip Rivers, or rather they tried it with Jacoby Brissett for a couple seasons. Didn't quite work out. Um, then they brought in Philip Rivers, and he played, you know, really well, but it ends the same way as many of his playoffs and I guess his just seasons in general ended with a early loss in the playoffs. So very disappointing for them. And then with Philip Rivers retiring, they really needed to do something. They obviously liked Jacoby Brissett enough to give him a decent deal, but not enough to trust him as the full-time starter. So, hey, they're rolling the dice. If Wentz works out this first and a third, will seem like an absolute steal. But I'm interested to hear what you all think about Carson Wentz in the comment section. Is Wentz just over, you know, done with? Or is Wentz going to, under the tutelage of Frank Reich, have a comeback, you know, comeback player of the year style season and lead the Indianapolis Colts to the playoffs? Let me know what you think down below. Okay, so moving on from a quarterback who got traded to a quarterback who is in all likelihood going to get traded potentially to the Carolina Panthers. Deshaun Watson uh, is the apple of the Panthers' eyes if the moves and chatter are to be believed. So let's start off with the Panthers are making a lot of cap space. They did this by releasing uh, safety tray Boston freeing up $3.5 million. Then according to Field Yates, the Panthers have restructured the deal with Matt Predis. He's the center, uh, converting $7.04 million of his $8.03 million base salary in 2021 into a signing bonus, uh, you know, freeing up more space for them. Then to add more to this flame, potentially, CBS's Jason Lockenfora wrote, quote, Carolina is beyond smitten with Watson, and owner David Temper is fairly consumed by the prospect of landing him, no matter what happens with the transcendent young quarterback, then in parentheses, and I still believe he is doubt at some point, the Panthers are going to play some role in that process. They might be able to secure him, ultimately, and others clearly possess higher draft capital, but when it comes to Watson, Temper's aim is true, and their desire is real. Close quote. So, that's a very good point. Um, they don't have the draft capital that some of the other players who were rumored earlier do. You know, you, you go with the Jets, they have two first-round picks this year. They have the second overall pick. That's huge. But I do think that they're probably going to draft Justin Fields, and I think that will be a good fit. I do think that he'll be a good quarterback in the NFL. And then the next team that was potentially going to trade for him was the Miami Dolphins. My Miami Dolphins, my favorite team. They were going to potentially trade. Just, I've seen some outlandish mock trades, you know. Of course, they were going to trade Tua, their quarterback who they drafted last season, as well as, like, all their first-round picks. 
um, this year, next year, their second round picks. So another one had Christian Wilkins in the mix there. Just like, I get it. I, I do get it. Deshaun Watson is an amazing talent, but I just think the Dolphins are going to stick with, you know, the players that they have and try to build around to her rather than mortgaging the future for a potential success right now with Deshaun Watson. So that doesn't necessarily leave a lot of teams in the running. But enter the Panthers, who you don't quite have the draft capital, but if they, they want to mortgage their future, they can certainly do it. And perhaps most damning of all when it comes to this you know potential trade going through the current quarterback teddy bridgewater actually reportedly unfollowed the panthers on instagram and you know when someone unfollows you on instagram that's that's real that's uh potentially a lot of hurt from the bottom of his heart and that's you know being acted on in the digital space so i wasn't sure that this was a true or accurate story when I heard all the all the reasonable things making cap space and Jason Lock and Four is reporting, but uh, you know, once I heard that Teddy Bridgewater was unfollowing the Panthers social media, that's when I knew that this this had a real chance to actually happen. Let me all let me know what you all think in the comments down below. Do you think Teddy Bridgewater unfollowing the Panthers is a clear sign, a certain indication? that the Panthers are moving on from him and adding Sean Watson? Or do you think that even though the season just ended, we're all really, really wanting more football and making, you know, stuff out of nothing? I'm interested to hear your take, and I'm especially interested. I mean, there is a possibility that by the time this video goes out, uh, Deshaun Watson's already been traded, so that'd be kind of interesting. We shall see. So I've been wanting to expand the horizons of the show and my own personal sports consumption because I don't think I can get through an entire offseason just talking about speculation in the NFL. So I brought my friend Jack on, who is an NBA expert, at least when compared to me. Jack, how you doing? Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Um, doing pretty well. Uh, I'm here to serve as Brian's uh, NBA consultant, I guess. It's a pretty, mm. pretty generous term, I think. Uh, but, uh, yeah, happy to, happy to broaden your horizons and, uh, touch on a variety of different topics as the season goes on. Yeah. And I think it would be good too. Cause you know, I know there's a lot of people who maybe they're stuck inside. They, they can't really see people. They need, they need something and maybe they haven't been watching yeah. the NBA much lately, but, uh, maybe they can alongside our show, get more into it. Cause, uh, we're at about the halfway point right now. Is that correct? Yeah. Just before it. Yeah. Cool. So, Jack, so, let's talk about these All-Stars. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, not a lot of surprises. Uh, mm. I mean, you look at both rosters in the East and the West, and they're all typically guys that you see up at the top of the, the best players in the league, you know, year yeah. in, year out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess when you're looking at – I've got the rosters pulled up on one of my screens right now. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the East and the West, and these are all loaded guys. You know, you've mm -hmm. got – LeBron James and Kevin Durant as your stars in the East and the West, respectively. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, right? Um, and then you've got, you know, the perennials like Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, mm -hmm. um, Giannis, and and Bradley Beal. Those guys in the East, right? Those None of those are really big surprises. But then you go to the West. Uh, you see Steph Curry, who didn't really play much last year, 
he's mm-hmm. he's risen back to relevance, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikola Jokic, the uh, I, this dude is just he's like a walking meme. Like he's just this big dude who can pass, he can he can distribute, he can dunk, he can score on you mm-hmm. from pretty much any direction. Might not look good, but he he puts up the numbers every night. Right, you know, so. yeah, guys, legit. <laughs> um, and then who else? You got Kawhi, and then the biggest controversy is with Luca, right? Because Luca has had yeah. a down year. Yeah, the Mavs okay. have had a down year. He's he's still an elite player. Don't get me wrong, but when you have someone in a down year just because of his namesake, you shouldn't be, in my personal opinion, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't mm-hmm. be up there as a starter in the All Star when you've got people like Damian Lillard. Of course, I'm also biased. I love Dame. Right. Uh, you've got people like Dame out there playing their hearts out uh, and getting snubbed for that starting spot. So, right. personal opinion, but yeah. So I guess that that's funny because he was one of the people where I was like, oh yeah, that sounds right. I haven't watched any NBA right, this yeah. season, but I'm like, yeah, obviously he would be there. <laughs> but he's he's struggled this year a little bit. Uh, he got off to a slow start. Uh, was criticized because of his weight actually because he okay. he didn't really hey, Luca, we've put all on been like there. twenty thirty pounds. Yeah, hey, I I feel that too. Trust me, it's been it's been a tough virus season, you know. Right, but, right. Yeah, he. I mean, you look at his numbers though, and they're still. Don't get me wrong, they're still pretty elite. It's uh, mm-hmm. twenty nine points per game, nine assists per game, and like eight and a half rebounds per game. Yeah, those are solid numbers. But I guess it really just sucks for Dame because you get beat out by somebody who is doing well. Don't get me wrong. But. Mm-hmm. And so I guess they've only released the starting uh, roster yeah. so far, right? Yeah, so are there any names that you're expecting to be announced that you'd be surprised if they didn't make the All-Stars as a reserve? Yeah, definitely. If, I think if you want to start with locks on either conference, for sure, you've got, I think, Jalen Brown. I'm biased as a Celtics fan, but he is, right, he is an absolute lock. Mm-hmm. He's been playing out of his mind all year. He's progressed this year. Again, I know I have more insight against Boston fan, right? Yeah, of but course, yeah. He, he'll, he'll definitely be on that roster. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. Um, and then... I'm sure you've got like Donovan Mitchell, who's been playing also out of his mind on the best team in the league with the Utah Jazz right now. Mm-hmm. There, um, Rudy Gobert will be there because he also is on the Jazz, right? He's been playing out of his mind this year, so that duo yeah. for sure will be there. Um, I think Jason Tatum again back to Boston, even mm-hmm. in an iffy year this year. Uh, Tatum is still playing well; he's still the main scorer on that team, even with Jalen Brown's emergence. Um, so I would be surprised. He's probably more of a fringe guy just because of the Celtics record and how he's played personally, and he was out for a bit because of COVID. Um, but, I, again, I'd be surprised to not see either of those duos on there. Are there any um, players that you, like, personally think should be but you don't think that they'll get in just because of, you know, smaller market, you know, anything like that? Small market teams are tough, right? Um, yeah. Oh, another lock is Bradley Beal, right? He's mm-hmm. he's definitely on that roster. He's probably right now the most electric player in the league, and I don't see him being on the Wizards past this All Star break. To be honest right. with you, um, yeah, I mean, so he'll that, he'll be on that's that roster, a good, right? That's a good transition to our next subject. Mm-hmm. I think true halfway through the year, you know, of course we got the All Star game, and then we also have the trade deadline. So you want to talk a little bit about? You know, any potential trades, any any movers, shakers going on here? Man, yeah, there's a lot of that, um, especially in, in the bigger guy market right now. Uh, you've mm-hmm. got a couple of the forwards and centers on the market, like Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. Uh, both of those guys, ironically, um, Drummond played for the Pistons, which is Blake Griffin's team now, right? But mm-hmm. both of them are being held out by their teams to basically be used as trade bait. 
Um, so they're not playing at all. Uh, mm -hmm. They're going to be traded or cut, basically, just to save the team some money on the salary cap. Um, just a matter of where they're going and when, you know, who yeah. offers the most. Um, and I guess, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens with those two. But then, I mean, you got plenty of other guys. Like, again, I'm sure Bradley Beal will be traded. Uh, mm -hmm. Buddy Heald is on the Kings. They're kind of a smaller market team in Sacramento. Right. Uh, but he shoots the lights out, you know? So he would mm -hmm. be great on a team that needs some shooting help. Um, yeah, plenty, big carousel of guys that will be shipped off before the deadline, I'm sure. Yeah. So I guess halfway through the season, are there any big disappointments in terms of teams you thought were going to be better? I know there's a lot of talk around Miami, a team that was in yeah. the finals, and then be it injuries or you know, just not living up to the expectations. They've been having a down year. Are there any other teams you want to touch on like that? Maybe a team that could make a make a move to kind of improve their selves going forward? Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's funny you mentioned that. I think Miami, depending on what ownership decides to do, Miami could get back up there. Uh, you have to wonder if this is this their struggles right now have something to do with their elongated offseason. I mm. think there were teams prior to the NBA bubble when the NBA paused and then resumed again that hadn't played in almost a year, right, when the season started back yeah. up. I think it was like 200-something right. days. And then mm -hmm. you have the Heat and the Lakers who played as far as you possibly can into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. uh, and they only had, I think it was like two months of rest, which like normally that's that's not enough, right? So Right, no, of course. So it's usually what, the end of June to like the end of October when it's like October. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so not a lot of time on that turnaround. Right. I think, I think that we ended in like October and then started mm. in December again. So that yeah, turnaround is ridiculous. quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's quick. Especially like you're, you're putting your body on the line for a lot of those gritty mm. guys like Jimmy Butler, for example. And then, right. and then you got to come back and, and play another full season. Like that's tough. Um, it is. I could see the Heat, yeah, I could see the Heat acquiring some guys. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics made a move um, to try to bolster their roster. Danny Ainge just said, you know, we're not good enough right now. We got to fix this. Mm. Um, and then I, if the Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets with Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, man, if they added somebody strong as like a power forward, like say Kevin Love, Blake Griffin, one of those guys, mm. they'd be in good shape. Um, but that i think you add someone in the power forward position for those guys and they're not really losing the um the shots for again jamal murray or mm -hmm. um donovan mitchell on the jazz so right those will be two teams to watch uh in the west and then i think in the east you got the celtics and heat which for sure will make a move i'd say i'd say brooklyn too normally but they don't have any assets after getting james Harden. they've got pretty much they've right. drained themselves for like the next five years yeah, and I mean, speaking of somebody who is getting a lot of flack for their weight, um, and then he magically lost it all. I don't know. I need to, he needs to start like a Tom know, Brady man. style like lifestyle thing because if you can lose looking like thirty pounds within uh, two weeks, that's pretty good. Or rather, two weeks, two days is more like. Yeah, seriously. I don't know that he must have not eaten on that flight over or something, mm, man. I don't know. It's, it's something. Insane. It's insane. Oh, man. It's very funny. Probably the highlight in terms of memes so far oh, at the beginning of the season. Absolutely. So, yeah, I guess is there anything else you want to touch on on this midway point for the NBA? Man, uh, I don't know how much I've got. I think you've got to watch a lot of those sellers, though, because I think mm -hmm. you there's a lot of potential this season um, for a lot of beloved uh, players on some rosters that aren't really 
meeting expectations where the, you're mm -hmm. going to see them shift off like for the Raptors, probably Kyle Lowry could be shipped out. Mm -hmm. uh, he's been a big part of that team. Um, so people like that, I think you're going to see some heartbreak from some fan bases, which is unfortunate. Right. But uh, I think I think got to mentally prepare yourself for it. Yeah, I think um, the Raptors fans, they probably just like still riding on the high of winning that, the that finals a couple yeah. years ago. Like a very unexpected situation, but one that they're probably Seriously. like, you know what, it's fine. Kawhi wasn't even there now. for a full year, and he will never have to buy a beer again in Toronto. Like, oh, no. Hands down. It's, no way. I'd no. be surprised if they didn't build him a statue after he retires. <laughs> like, it's a big deal. All right, Jack. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. This is great. Yeah, We're going to have you on a lot more as the season progresses, and certainly um, once the you know trade deadline and all the talks and rumors kind of progress, we'll, we'll have you back. But this is great. Jack, where can they find you online? Yeah, man. Uh, you've got me on Twitter. I'm uh, Jack Tiernan, and then I'm on Instagram, JC Tiernan. Uh, Twitter, you'll see me posting my basketball takes quite often, probably complaining about the Celtics. Uh, but <laughs> that's uh, that's where you'll find me. That's the best places. Awesome. So go follow him there. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time uh, you come on. So you got thanks it. Thanks, again. Brian. Appreciate it. So we're going to transition back to football away from the NBA with Chad. He's back. Chad, how you doing? Great. How are we doing? Uh, doing good. Um, excited to talk a little bit. We spent a lot of time talking about Tom Brady, and you know he's in the past now. We got to move on. We got to look forward to the future for Patriots fans. They had an up and down season, I guess we could put it, with Cam Newton. Um, started off pretty hot, got COVID, and the back half of the season wasn't that good. Uh, Chad, what what are your thoughts on Cam Newton's season this year? I feel like with Cam, like you know, he's a 2015 MVP, so our expectations for him were, I feel like, a little too high. I mean, I was hyped to see him come to New England. There was, def he was definitely like better. Some of the options we had, granted, mm -hmm. some people wanted Stidham to play. Um, mm -hmm. I wasn't really on that train. I knew we needed someone with a little history. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, even like Hoyer, I was like, oh, I don't want Hoyer, but I'd rather sit him over Hoyer, to be fair. Mm -hmm. But back to Cam, you know, I was hyped for him. He Coming in, like, he's someone who's super motivated. You know, he wants to play. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, he, he played for a million dollars. Like, that says a yeah. lot. Um, granted, insane. it was that or not have a job. So right. it's like, it's I take a million dollars too, bud. <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah, I think the hate that he gets based off this season, I think a little bit of that hate for the Pats in total is too much of that's on Cam, and it shouldn't mm. be. Because mm. Cam, you got to think, he wasn't even on a team for, what, 86 days or whatever. He's making some video about it. Um, and it's, you know, during a COVID year, after he's already been injured a, a full season. So, mm. You know, he didn't have time to really get to know the offense. Our offense sucked to begin with. Um, right, right. It's also yeah, like who our best offensive player come the season was Cam Newton at quarterback once mm. my boy Edelman went out. Which right, thank you, yeah. But um, like once Edelman was gone, like everyone knew what was going to happen. Like mm. what's what's our playbook? Oh, Cam run the ball. So all you had to do as defense was stop Cam from running the ball. And, like, who's he going to throw to? I mean, granted, you know, Jacoby Myers came into 
you know, his own. He becomes a pretty good wide receiver. He's nowhere near a wide receiver one quite yet. I think he has potential. Um, Nikhil Harry was supposed to be our wide receiver one. Didn't pan out, obviously, mm. which was disappointing. But, like, I think Cam was dealt a pretty rough hand, and given what he had, he did pretty good. I, mean, I looked at the stats. He did roughly, like, 2,700 yards, which isn't terrible. He had, mm-hmm. you know, almost 600 rushing yards, which is good. 12 rushing touchdowns, which is his second highest ever. I think his first season he had, like, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, eight passing touchdowns, which is the big one that people like. That yeah. sucks. Yeah, that's that's terrible. But, <laughs> it's literally you know, third last year. It's hard. You, you miss time, and also when they get into the red zone, yeah. he he was running. He wasn't throwing, so he kind of combined yeah. the uh, the tw- twelve and eight or six or whatever it was, and you know, look yeah, at it more that way. Total. Yeah, that's what I look at. Cause, yeah, because it's like everyone knows what's going to happen. Cam's mm-hmm. running the ball. It's within that like that ten yard line. Cam's probably running the ball, mm-hmm. and you know, on top of everything else. We're also a Patriots team that just lost the greatest quarterback of all time after 20 years. So <laughs> pretty irreplaceable. Hard. Yeah. And then 15 players opted out. So it's like mm. he was put in a very bad spot. Mm. So. Yeah, I think um, would you be open to him coming back for another season? Do you think they need to move on, try to figure it out from there? I would be open to another season with Cam. I think mm. him having opportunity to at least – you know, have more practice time with the team. And now that he knows the the Patriots a little better, um, you know, New England's a tough place to play, as is, at least from what I've heard, you know, that whole thing with Matthew Stafford not wanting to come here. Um, mm. That was that was fun. But um, not, not yeah, what you want to hear, but, not it, what you, you know. Hear. I mean, I would have loved Matthew Stafford New England. Mm. But anyway, um, yeah, I want Cam for another season. I think it could be good. Um, we're getting those 15 players back. You know, a lot of that's on the defense. But still, that's 15 players that will only help the team be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's talks of trading Gilmore away for maybe, like, someone like Deshaun Watson, which, obviously, I'm not saying no to that. Right. But outside It'd be a of, you know, hard trade yeah. to pull off, but, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, outside of, like, a franchise quarterback or maybe they the patch trade up and have someone – you know, like one of the top three, I think, like Trevor Lawrence, someone you know in that top three QB class this year. Mm. Um, I'm, I think Cam's not a bad choice as a second year QB with us. I think he could mm. do well. Yeah, I feel like if they're gonna go first round, I could definitely see them not moving up, but selecting somebody like Mac Jones out of Alabama, who had a really great year. Um, obviously, you know the same thing with Tua. It's like the team's so good, so it's like, how do you judge um, an Alabama right. quarterback? But uh, I think he could be somebody who could work out in New England. Someone who, like, I keep, when I think about who they're going to draft, I keep coming back to him. Like, oh, maybe yeah. maybe that's, like, a good fit. And it might not even have to be in the first round. He might be a second-round quarterback. So, you know, th- there's certainly options there. But are you are you out on Sidham entirely? I know a lot of people wanted to see what he had but I've, I kind of feel like it's almost an indictment on him that with everything going on he didn't really get much playing time yeah I mean it's one of those things where I feel like you would have to let him start multiple times like mm. 
full games. Like, if he played, like, two games and it was, like, you know, depending who the opponent was. But if it was, like, a, you know, like an average team, like, you know, that 12 to 20 defensive ranking um, mm-hmm. or even higher and he does well, that's great. But I feel like we'd have to see him as our quarterback for more than, like, half of a game. Um, yeah. Or more than yeah. – like, he needs to have a full game under his belt, if not probably, like, three to four. And mm-hmm. – We'll see where he is then. If he's still good, then great. But like from what we've seen, it's just been interceptions, turnovers. That's the problem. Yeah, it's not good. It's not what you want. Nope, not at all. <laughs> oh man. So I, I I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about. Uh, I'm sure you saw it over the weekend. Cam Newton was uh, getting jawed at by a kid. A kid was yelling at Cam Newton. Any thoughts on on this whole thing? Some of the kid came out with an apology. Yeah, his his grammar was very questionable, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, good for Cam for not just clapping back at him. Um, he didn't have an all time lie to be like, "I'm rich." It's like, damn, yeah. he is rich, so <laughs> can't like, take that away from him. It's like, yeah, it's like, who the hell are you, kid? Like, you're just like a what a high school like junior or mm-hmm. something. Like, mm-hmm. shut up. Maybe in, like, 10 years, if you're somebody, this would be a cool moment to look back on. Like, oh, remember when mm-hmm. he, like, clapped at Cam Newton when he was yeah. in high school and now he's, like, the next Patrick Mahomes or whatever? That'd be <laughs> cool. But what are the odds of that? I mean, come on. I think I don't think very good. I mean, people, no. people want to hate on Cam, but, like, the dude won a Heisman Trophy. He was the first overall yeah. pick. He won an MVP. He went to a Super Bowl. Like... That not a lot of quarterbacks yeah. have that kind of, you know, history and that kind not of legacy. So, yeah, maybe he's at the end of his career now. And it's sad that his career has kind of taken a downturn due to injuries. But, like, he, he had a good run as far as, like, all-time quarterbacks go. He did pretty well. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say he's a bad quarterback. He's, I mean, he's, like, one of the first people you think of when you think of, a like, a running quarterback. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you're Cam Newton's. Um, yeah, and Russell almost a different Wilson. style, you know. Like, yeah, oftentimes people think call you know the running quarterback a very like fast, you know, a Michael Vick, a Lamar Jackson, but Cam mm-hmm. Newton, especially in his like prime and earlier years, he was running people over a lot. Oh yeah, oh so, yeah, for sure. A very unique player, and not to not feel like this is like an in memoriam of his career. We're not saying his career is over. He could come back. With the Patriots, he could come back with another another team. But, uh, you know, tough tough for the kid to come at him like that. And tough for Cam Newton because, like, what do you do? <laughs> I mean, I think he handled it as one would. Just mm-hmm. don't say anything and keep your head up. <laughs> right. So, I guess, is there any – you talked a little bit about Jacoby Myers. Let's talk a little bit about Nikhil Harry. What is happening with him? Is he just a bust? What is this? I don't know. Like, I didn't know much about him coming out of college. I knew he was some. I mean, he was our first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently saw like a list of that draft class's grades. And he was the lowest with a D minus. It's like, oof, that stinks. It's <laughs> especially but, um, bad because DK Metcalf was drafted after him, and he's so good. Right? So it's oh, like, ima- uh, imagine if they were switched. Oh my god! Yeah, but yeah, I feel like he, as a fan, I expected him as our first round pick 
to mm-hmm. be like he's our wide receiver one he's going to be right next to edelman and that like who who are we going to here he's mm-hmm. going to be more of a like deep guy someone who can out muscle someone and it just didn't pan out granted mm-hmm. i mean he has had like a couple good games that i can think mm-hmm. of some catches that are like damn but like right on a game-to-game basis he just hasn't panned out yeah i think so it's hard especially with receivers because some come out so hot and others really struggle but if all, all i can say is Devonte parker had like three years maybe four years where he did not play much yeah. and when he did play he didn't play that well um and when he's not injured which is pretty rare if we're being honest, he is a very, very good receiver. So I don't think mm-hmm. Nikhil Harry's career is over by any means. I think he can certainly have a bit of a comeback here. Yeah. This is what, his year three we're going into? I think yeah. it was 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe. Maybe the Devontae Parker type just explodes year three, four. Yeah, I would love it. It takes a little while, but we'll get, <laughs> yeah. we'll get there. Um, and, all right. So is there anything else you want to talk about for the Patriots before we – get on out of here yeah i mean i think it's interesting that we're talking about this today because just today cam said he thinks he's you know that whole like oh i'm way better than you know some of these guys in the nfl um and um i forget who was interviewing him they're like where do you rank yourself and cam's like well i'm definitely not number 32 so (laughs) in my opinion i I think he's somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. but um tough to put him in like a top 10 Yeah, right. But, yeah, no, I, I totally agree with him. He should be a starting quarterback in the NFL. It's just mm-hmm. where is up in the air right now. But, I, I mean, although he's going to end up back with the Pats, which is fine right. by me. Oh, man. All right, Chad, where can they find you online? Find me on Instagram at ChadleyJP. Or you can find me on Twitter at ChadPerry25 right below me. There it is. All right. So, Chad, thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll see you next time probably probably soon we have more more football stuff to talk about more but Patriot stuff to talk about thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, yeah see you guys all in the next one so that is it that's uh, that's all we got for you this week I hope you enjoyed it if you did please rate us on iTunes give us a thumbs up on YouTube and we will see you in the next one